Welcome to Zen Bites, where we blend ancient wisdom and business continuity, empowering mindful entrepreneurs to create a CX-focused Zen lifestyle business. Welcome to the Zcast. I'm Shane Dema, and every week together we will explore ways to quiet the mind, giving us clarity, focus, and purpose so that we can play a bigger role in our business. This week's Zen Bite will focus on customer loyalty. Now let's get into it. So I just finished sifting through some back issues of the Wall Street Journal, and believe me, I went way back. And I came across a March 25, 2011 article titled Walmart Japan, a shift into crisis mode. Now, this article is important because it shows how a company's response during a community crisis can impact the public's perception of the company. And in some cases, it can have a more positive impact than even a planned social cause marketing solution. Now, in Walmart's case, its public perception has not been stellar, you know, given its controversial employment policies. However, it still remains the world's largest retailer and extremely profitable. Where many companies in the same situation may have chosen to focus only on its own business needs, Walmart sees that attention to the surrounding community not only makes good business sense, but good common sense as well. Now, the surrounding community is made up of Walmart customers, of course. So Walmart understands that it may be the world's largest retailer today. But that can change as soon as its customers decide to take their business elsewhere. Therefore, Walmart realizes that extending a humanitarian hand in those times of need can be the best business strategy for continued success. Now, throughout the course of business, there will be a time there will be times when a company will make decisions that are not popular with its customers. Of course, however, if the company has good, enough goodwill in the bag by having a reputation for being there when it is most needed, it could be enough to get them over those that time, those less than several times. Now, social calls marketing, well, has been trending in business for some time now. I mean, companies realize that customers prefer to do business with companies that share an affinity. Therefore, the decision to sponsor or collaborate on a cause can make a huge impact on customer retention and acquisition. The most important aspect of this situation is how adept Walmart has become in responding to disasters, sometimes more quickly than governments. Let's just take the current pandemic, for instance. Now, previously, when companies with less than stellar reputation have made a goodwill gesture, it was met with suspicion. Yeah, that's that's normal. However, Walmart's history of responding to disasters such as Katrina and Japan's earthquake, in this case, gives it credibility. Now, marketing managers can learn much from Walmart's strategy. Even when they think no one is watching, they should behave consistently when the desired perception, with the desired perception that um, they were like, received from the customers. It's in times like this that they think when they think no one is watching that the culture and character of an organization shines. 
if an organization is in a habit of behaving in alignment with the perception that it's trying to achieve, then this behavior will naturally will be naturally implemented during a high profile situation. So in conclusion, sometimes to rise to the needs of its customer's base, an organization must put its own needs on the back burner. Is this show of concern that will stick with customers even during times where the organization makes a few mistakes? And there will be those times, of course. That is a true sign of customer loyalty. Now let's get into some metrics that gauge customer loyalty. And I'm going to be using Capillary as my source. They've done a great job of putting this together. The first metric we're going to look at is net promoter score. You want to gauge your customer loyalty with a net promoter score that asks one essential question. How likely are you to refer our service? Just that one question. Don't bog them down with a million different questions. That just annoys them. Now, not only does this let you know how satisfied a customer is, but it also tests how likely they are to purchase again. The customer's answers um, will have a value between one to 10. And based upon that answer, it will segment them into the following categories. The first one is promoters. Now, these are the customers with a score of nine or 10, and they're your biggest fan. And not only that, but they're also most likely to recommend you to others. So they're your, you know, your cheerleaders, your promoters. Then there's the passives. Now, these are the customers who scored, um, who gave a score of either a seven or eight. They might be satisfied, but that they lack all the enthusiasm of the promoters. And they just may um, be open to offers from your competitors as well. So take it into mind. The third one is it attractors. Now, this is your problem area here. If your customer rates the service with a score of six or below, they're considered attractors. Meaning they're dissatisfied customers who can do more damage to your brand by communicating their negative experience, because let's face it, people are more likely to communicate negative experiences than positive experiences. And that can have you know, a multitude of, of uh, blowback on your, com- on your brand, given social media and just how many people are connected to all of their connects, their social media connections. Now, it's best to follow up with the detractors to understand why their, their experience was so unpleasant. And this can give you some invaluable insight. And it can help you to convert those detractors into promoters. Now, to calculate your, um, your score, you're going to subtract the percentage of detractors from the percentage of your promoters. Now, your NPS score is representative of your customer's overall perception of your brand, not just the quality of your products or service, but the overall perception of the brand. Okay, keep that in mind. And if you want to delve a little bit deeper, what you can do is complement that score with another metric like demographics of your customers. And that way you can get a better feel for who your ideal customers are. Now, the net, the second metrics we want to look at metric is repurchase ratio. Now this gives you the number of customers who come back to your business repeatedly 
divided by one-time purchasers. And most businesses focus on focus their budgets primarily on acquiring new visitors, usually through search and display advertising. And according to a recent study by Adobe, 40% of revenue in the U.S. comes from returning or repeat customers who represent only 8% of all visitors. And the numbers were similar in Europe, where 38% of the revenue came from return or repeat customers who accounted for 10% of the visitors. So insights into who your repeat customers are will allow you to alter your marketing strategy so you don't waste your time and your budget on customers who are unlikely to purchase. The idea is to bring your cost per acquisition down and pull your revenues up. And calculating the repurchase ratio would depend on your business model. For a subscription-based retail um, model, the repurchase ratio is simply the number of customers who are continuing their subscription divided by the number that cancel after their first contract period. And for a transaction-based model, you'll need to calculate how many customers fall into the category of repeat customers. And you can do this by calculating the average time between the first and second buys of all returning customers, as well as a standard deviation in the values. Now, repeat customers are those who, whose interval time between purchases fall within the limits of twice the standard deviation from the average time. And the final repurchase ratio will be the number of repeat customers divided by the number of non-repeat customers. Now, different consumers may have different shopping patterns. They may be seasonal shopping shoppers or be interested in specific products or specific brands. To target every repeat customer individually, to know their purchases, their tastes, preferences, and everything of that nature is complex and tedious even for businesses with a small customer base. But fortunately, there are tools that can be incorporated that actually incorporate artificial intelligence to help us boost the lifetime value of our customers. So you can can personalize your customer engagement so that the marketing that reaches them is relevant to their purchase history and offer omni-channel solutions. You can deepen your understanding of your customers by using tools that analyze your customers' behavior and preferences and ensure to intelligently capture and reward customers that come back with a loyalty program. Personalized content deepers resonate deeply with shoppers and makes them more likely to make a purchase. Now, the third metric is the upsell ratio. Now, another indication of customer loyalty is when they buy new products. It's a symbol of their trust in your business. And this is why many businesses track their upsell, their upsell ratio, which is the ratio of customers who've bought more than one type of product to the customers who've bought only one. Upselling and cross-selling are frequently interspersed with each other. But upselling is a customer buying a higher value option instead of the originally intended product, whereas cross-selling is them buying more than the intended product, 
But the ratio takes these both into consideration because they're both vital components in a customer-centric relationship strategy. And it will behoove you to spend more time focusing on your upselling versus your new acquisitions. The success of specific upsells decrease over time as offers get stale. And by tracking the upsell ratio, you'll know when to change your upsells. Now, it's important to keep the upsell relevant and ensure that it adds value to the user's purchase. Cross-selling and upselling can kill conversations if not done right, okay? Now, let's look at the the, uh, customer lifetime value. This is important. So the CLV or the customer lifetime value, it's an understanding of the total revenue attributed to the attributed by the entire relationship, including any future purchases with the customer. Not only does this metric help in identifying highly valuable customer segments that must be prioritized by your company, but it also encourages businesses shift from focus to shift their focus from quarterly profits to, to the long-term health of their customer relationships. And this value is equally important to marketing teams because it allows them to estimate their upper limit costs for acquiring new customers and understand the time needed to gain to regain the investment made on the customer. Now, the CLV of a customer is calculated based on their average purchase value and multiplying that number by the average purchasing frequency to give you the customer value. This value is then multiplied by the average customer lifespan to determine the uh, CLV. And knowing your CLV can help you accurately Tweak business decisions about sales, marketing, product development, and customer support. Now, while the CLV can be calculated manually for past time periods, the most insightful CLV is reached by using a predictive model. Now we're going to look at the fifth uh, metric, which is the customer loyalty index. And this is a standardized tool that is used to track customer loyalty over time. Even though customer loyalty may may be your number one priority, it can't be summed up in a single number. And this is why CLV takes into the account consideration multiple factors like the NPS, upselling, and repurchasing. So it combines them all. And it accomplishes this through a questionnaire addressing Three essential points. One, how likely are you to recommend us to your friends and family? Two, how likely are you to buy from us again in the future? And three, how likely are you to try our other products? Now, the CLI is a, for a customer is the average score of their three responses. It evaluates these answers with values ranging from one to six, where one corresponds to definitely yes, and six corresponds to definitely no. Now, this, the customer loyalty index 
needs to be evaluated periodically, but not so often that it annoys your customers. But you want to evaluate it periodically to effectively keep track of loyalty. And this method allows for a more comprehensive understanding of your customer loyalty than a single metric approach. And apart from this, it also predicts future retention rates and can help build loyalty profiles for your customers. But bear in mind that not all customers are going to be sincerely answering every question. So it is a little bit less reliable than measuring real behavior. Just keep that in mind. Now, those were our five metrics to measure uh, customer loyalty. I want to thank you for joining me this week, and I look forward to you next week. But until then, stay clear, focused, and of course, on purpose. Thanks for listening to Zen Bites, where we just blended ancient wisdom and business continuity, empowering you to create a CX-focused Zen lifestyle business. 